0: Hello everybody and welcome once again to Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel right here on Radio Free Brooklyn and you get her Radio Free Brooklyn and you get her Radio Free Brooklyn and everybody gets her Radio Free Brooklyn. Yeah. We should just give away Radio Free Brooklyn to all of our listeners. You should. Just to thank them for listening. Yeah. Um, This is a show where I, Josh Rubin, and I, Noel Deneen, uh, come together once a week over a single topic, and from that single topic, we come up with a myriad, or at least four usually, sometimes Mm -hmm. three, depending on my willingness to uh, commit that week, uh, of ideas on how to get rich from said topic. Uh, We then broadcast those ideas over the interwebs. And give them to you to take and do with what you will. And uh, we ask for nothing up front. We are not the Grant Cardones of the world. We are not the Tony Robbinses of the world. Yeah, I'm calling them out. Yeah. I'm calling them out. Yeah, you too. I want to play them. I want to play them in the finals. We're like great boxers, man. Yeah. We're up and comers. We got to call out the big dogs, Noel. Yeah. The Ty Lopez is yeah, coming after you. We're coming after you. We've already shit all over the Daniel Alley's of the world. They're nothing to us. We've gone through all the sad contenders, yeah, or should I say the sad pretenders to Whoa. become the great contender, yeah. And we don't ask for money up front. No, we, we. don't. We don't. We don't insist that our one size. F- our policies are one size fit all, nope. and that you're it's your failure. No, if you don't succeed, uh-uh. not us. We give you a variety, whatever touches you yeah. deep inside your soul, or you know, outside of your soul, just on the topical part of your body. You take them and you get really rich, and then, and only then, once you're really rich, yeah, do you go? I think I got I, I, I got rich. I mean, the proof is in the pudding and I got to uh, uh pay these guys
1: something. Yeah. And then then what do we get no? Only after we have touched you, only after you have taken that idea and become fabulously wealthy, do you then turn around and give us 10% of everything you made. You tithe us. That's right. For you church folks, that's a tithe. You do it anyway. I will look at the
0: CBN Mm-hmm. All the time, you know, when I'm searching for stuff for the tip of the week and things like that, uh-huh. the CBN uh, clips always pop up on my thing. And man, the miracles of tithing—yeah, that's all I can say. Yeah, and you are worshiping at the altar of get rich quick yes. in the church of Radio Free Brooklyn. Bow down, yeehaw! Anyway, so that's what we do, guys. Yeah, that's what we're about. That's the gig. What are you about? What am I about? What are they about? They're about getting rich. That's why they're I want i want to hear from them. I'm waiting for their calls. Yeah. Let's just sit here in silence for a while, waiting for their calls. Josh, this isn't a live show. Oh, right. Um, <laughs> anyway, I haven't seen Noel in, well, honestly, it's been like two days. It's been two days. It's been two, <laughs> two whole days. Usually, yeah. it's a whole week. Uh, uh, I've seen you a lot. Yeah, you sure have. This week. Yeah. A little too much, I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. Probably we'll, a lot too much. Yeah, a little too much.
1: Uh, uh, but anyway, how you doing, Noel? I'm doing good. The reason... Josh has seen me two days after he just saw me, is I am going on a vacation soon. Yeah. Uh, so we're doubling down. We're uh, putting Getting one- a little ahead of ourselves. Putting one in the bank. That's right. So that I can go away in freedom. So just so you guys have a
0: sense of where we are while we're recording this, for those of you in New York, it's like a beautiful 75 degrees out on a Saturday afternoon. It's beautiful. And we are in a basement. That's right. Where it's nice and cool. Cause it, it is. Because it's hot out there. Yeah. I took a Herschel out to the dog run- That dog overheated almost immediately. Mm -hmm. Like, I realize you would think, you know, dogs are dogs. They don't give a shit what the temperature is for the most part. If it's too cold, they let you know. This dog is so finicky with the weather. Wintertime, he don't want to go out unless he's wearing like 17 layers of clothes. If it's basically, if it's it's below 40 Mm -hmm. or above 75... Yeah. So the sweet spot in New York is sort of like f- spring and fall. He's okay. Yeah. But once it gets like you know to summery weather, mm-hmm. and especially like high of the day stuff, he doesn't want to go anywhere. He overheats in a heartbeat, yeah. or it freezes. One or the other. He's not. He like he plays the tough guy, but he's not a real one. Kind of like you, Noel.
1: Uh, What are you talking about? Can I just
0: tell you, you would like this. Uh I'm sorry, I'm all over the place. You are. I was thinking about this. I actually almost made a tweet Uh because I was so impressed with this. Oh. So I watched the HBO documentary on Andre the Giant Uh, called Andre the Giant. Oh, I see it. It's fine. It's okay. I like Andre the Giant. He's, you know, he's a bit of an enigma, though. So it's sort of like you're not getting a lot of information about him that you, you know, but there was a solid two. Two and a half minutes of this hour and a half documentary, mm-hmm. all about his farts. <laughs> okay, so. I'm looking forward to it even now now more than ever. Yeah, you're gonna love it. I mean, just imagine the guy was seven foot four.
1: I I know, and and, and I've heard about how he eats and drinks almost five hundred pounds. Drink.
0: Yeah, the guy drank. That was also that was a big part of uh-huh. it. Was talking about his uh his drinking.
1: Yeah, and his eating. He would eat like a whole tables of food. They didn't
0: talk things. much about the the eating. The uh-huh. the drinking was a was a common trope throughout the whole thing. Okay. Um there was one uh, Rob Reiner tells a story All right. about Princess Are you
1: spoiling Boiling uh, probably. Okay. It's
0: probably a spoiler, but there's lots of good stories, but he tells one story about Princess Bridewear. So he had asked Andre, you know, how much do you drink and Andre starts telling him how much he drinks and then the next day I guess the Beaujolais Nouveau comes out and for those of you That follow wine in any way, shape, or form, you know what it is, but at the beginning of the year, well, not the beginning of the year, but the beginning of the season, the Beaujolais Nouveau comes out, and it's a big deal. They're the fresh, they're the new, young wines, and they're sort of sweet, and it's a celebration of spring, Mm -hmm. basically, Beaujolais Nouveau, spring and early summer, Um, and, and it only comes out for a couple of weeks, and then it disappears. So people drink Beaujolais Nouveau. Well, apparently he... The Beaujolais Nouveau came out, and he ordered 20 cases. Uh Uh-huh. And that morning, they started... He started drinking. Uh Uh-huh. And by the time they got to the shot set up, he had drunk something like 20 bottles. What? Yeah. And he was pretty drunk, um... But he was also about 500 pounds, and it was a scene where he's on a horse. And the horse, if you're that heavy, you can't get on a horse's back. Uh I mean, I've tried to go horseback riding, and I'm three in a little bit, and they wouldn't let me on the horse. They were like, there's like a 250 max on the horse. Uh And so they had to set him up in a wire rig he wasn't actually sitting on the horse he was sitting sort of over the horse a okay. little bit and he was smashed out of his gourd just going hello i a I'm on the horse <laughs> stuff like that but it was just it was just a very funny story uh-huh. but yeah that guy could fucking drink man
1: okay yeah anyway anyway um so yeah i've been uh planning my vacation
0: oh are you going to go to uh, grenoble france to uh visit the home of andre the giant i am not you should
1: uh, maybe another time. It's the French Alps. It is, <laughs> <laughs> but that's not where I'm going. Where are you going? I'm going to Espana. Oh, you're
0: going to be near France, uh, ish. They border each other. They do. It's you know, it's like
1: saying I'm in New York, I'm uh-huh. near Ohio. So I've been planning this trip, <laughs> uh, and I got I got ticket yesterday to go see that uh, whatever it's called, that Sagrada Familia. I don't. know the Gaudi, uh, oh, you're going to Barcelona. In Barcelona. I'm going to be yeah. Barcelona, Madrid, and uh, I've also been getting. You need to get tickets to go to that now. Well, apparently you don't have to, but uh, you need a ticket to go into it. Okay. And if you don't get it ahead of time, it it can be up to a two hour wait.
0: When we were in Spain this summer, and we were down south. We were down by the Alhambra. We were like, oh, we'll go to the Alhambra. And we found out that that is the number one destination in Spain in terms of visitors. What is it? And it's the Alhambra is the grand court of the Moorish uh, kings from the, the time that they were in south the south of Spain. Cool. Um, and it's absolutely stunning. I went there when I was like 16 years old on a class trip. But apparently you have to like make reservations. Uh-huh. You can't like if you're lucky. Like you can show up and maybe you'll get able be able to get in if there's a cancellation. Yeah, but uh, uh, like months in advance. Wow, it's kind of crazy. I had no idea. It's like that all over the place now. You can't just go someplace and be like, "Yeah, I'm going to go check this thing out anymore." For yeah. the most
1: part, unless it's like something completely off the beaten path. Yeah. Anyway, so I've been planning this vacation. Yeah, uh, and I also got um all my hotels. <laughs> taken care of which is a little stressful mm-hmm. when you're doing it online and don't know anything right so I was just going into tripAdvisor basically mm-hmm. and looking in areas that I wanted to stay mm-hmm. and basically trying to find something that was cheap uh but not horrible right. clean not a
0: lot of complaints do you book through uh do you book your hotels through a site like Expedia or Ho- hotels.com yeah hotels.com uh-huh. I booked it all through did you do your flights through uh, another site? Uh, you didn't do like a package thing. I think I got my flights from Orbitz. Should tr- you should package it all up? It saves you money. Does it? Yeah, it does. It
1: actually does. I well, I saw a cheap ticket, and that's where I got that. Right, and, and then, uh, but usually they say, "Hey, add a hotel in with this 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 flight." Yeah, but I wasn't ready to plan everything oh, at that point. Okay. Um. So yeah, and every nickel of this trip. Flight, hotels, spending, is food. Being, is being paid for by the tithes we've received. No. No. Okay. By that change that I saved and cashed in all summer. Oh, really? Every nickel of this trip is going to be paid for by that change. That's impressive. It's great, right? Does that include spending cash, too? Spending everything, dude. Are you keeping yourself on a tight budget? Not a tight budget, but I'm not going to go crazy. You're visiting your but, niece But put there, it this right? way. I, I'm going to see my niece, yeah. Um... The hotels I've picked were just places to stay, Mm -hmm. you know? Uh, So I didn't go too big on that. But because of that, like, from what I understand about the prices, eating and drinking, I I can go bananas and still be within budget.
0: Yeah, yeah. You can eat really well there, and you can, like, lifestyle-wise, like, eating and drinking, you can, you know... 40 bucks a day, you can do really well for yourself. Oh, yeah. And less. You know what I mean? But if you give yourself 40 bucks a day, you're going to like have good meals, you know, and a few drinks, and you'll be all right.
1: I think uh, with the budget, let me think about what I've spent so far. I think I could uh, have like a grand spending money.
0: Oh, that's not bad.
1: Oh, actually, that's a good gift. Well yeah, I, I could maybe uh, buy something even too. Yeah, like a good gift for me. What you what do you need? You've got everything in the world you could ever ask for. Uh w- you know, that's for you to
0: figure out while you're in Spain. Oh, you're you're a little you're a little chuffed by that. You you <laughs> don't know how to respond to that because you think I'm being serious because I am being serious. I expect a, a a hey, I went on a trip gift from you. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a teaser that says I went to the Sagrada de Familia and all I got was a stupid t-shirt. Uh-huh. Or uh uh I'm going to get know, someone to print that one. Or jamon jamon jamon. Yeah. We saw this chain. Jamon it. Jamon it. There's a, there's a chain of restaurants mm-hmm. at least in the south of Spain. I'm hoping that they're they're elsewhere, but we saw them in several different cities in in uh in the Andalusia region of Spain of mm-hmm. España. If you think your Spanish is bad now in terms of your comprehension, when people start speaking to you in classic castellano with uh-huh. all the lisping, yeah, you're not going to understand a word they're saying. Sure, to you.
1: I've, I've been, but I have been brushing up on the Third. Duolingo.
0: Yeah, I two, am, two languages. I am
1: attacking it.
0: You are attacking it, and I've spoken to you in Spanish. See, si. and it's terrible. No, you're going to bueno. be a mess. No, you es know who's going bueno. to you know understand what you're saying. You know who's going to understand what you're saying. Me. The other Americans who you're talking to have been studying in Duolingo. Muchos Americanos. Muchos Americanos. <laughs> um,
1: so you booked your hotels. Yes. Which is perfect. Yes. Because today's topic is hotels. How to get rich with them. How to sleep your way to financial freedom. Oh, I see. That's a tack you're taking. What do you
0: mean? Sleeping. No. No, clearly. <laughs> Tipped your hat already, <laughs> I my didn't. friend. Tip that hat. I did not
1: tip uh-huh. anything. <laughs> I got something to I'll give you a tip of, though. Yeah.
0: Oh, oh wow. <laughs> oh, be careful, because I'm going to shit all over it. Uh-oh. Boom. 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 Yeah. Uh, uh, thoughts, guys. I had said to Noel earlier that I think w- that he and I uh, should do an entire 30-minute podcast uh, <laughs> series, uh <laughs> new podcast, just all about poo. Yeah, it, it kinda, it, it'd be like a real cultural thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We can talk about, poo. I mean, it'll be informative, it'll be humorous, it'll yeah. be uh, history, uh, uh, it'll be, you know, everything, yeah. just everything about poo, all poo all the time.
1: It won't exactly be highbrow, but it'll be highbrow <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that that'll be our tagline. Yeah. That will actually be in, you know, there's the two-minute thing that most people do for podcasts, yeah. you know, to introduce the podcast. Hey, everybody. Yeah. We're not highbrow, but we are high brown. <laughs> Uh Sounds like a T-shirt. Yeah. Um. Anyway, let us know if you uh, would listen to that. Yeah. Those of you that listen to this. Everybody. <laughs> That's right. Uh. Anyway, Noel, yeah. hotels. Hotels. I mean, you would think that at this point. Everything that can be done with a hotel has been done. Uh-uh. But, you know, we got to get the next generation of disruptors out there. That's
1: right. <sighs> All right, then. Okay, so Let's you got get into it. Hotels. There are a lot of freaking hotels, a lot of freaking competition. So many hotels, right? There are now over 5 million hotel rooms in the U.S. alone. Just in the in the u.s yeah does that include motels as well i think so but it doesn't include things like airbnb right and things like that uh which so, is illegal here in new york yeah but it's still all over BTW. the place w it is excuse me but it uh, is illegal is it legal if
0: you own your place no it is illegal to uh it, it has to do with uh uh Many years ago, they changed the law, or they created the law, preventing people from uh, 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 renting out r- rooms in their home as a, as like short term rental. Uh-huh. Uh, I know a lot of people love like to say, "Well, it's because they wanted to support big hotel business," but it wasn't because what was happening is is apartment buildings were holding on to apartments yeah. and renting them out as, as hotels. hotels. Yeah. I mean, that's what was happening. Yeah. And it was problematic, especially back when this law was put into effect, because there was a massive housing shortage in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see it even now, you know, with with the advent of Airbnb, I personally know of uh, uh, landlords who uh, are warehousing apartments, yeah. three or four apartments in their buildings that they use for Airbnb, that they themselves run out for Airbnb. hmm and uh, these are hotel these are room the, I'm sorry, these are apartments that would normally be rent stabilized apartments, you know, for affordable living, et cetera, et cetera. Sure. Anyway, but that's the as I understand it, the 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 main reason. But yeah, so it's illegal
1: in theory, period, for you to do that mm-hmm. at all. And Okay, so needed. there's a lot of hotel rooms, uh, uh-huh. and <laughs> then there's also Airbnb and stuff too. So there's a lot of competition. How do you make your hotel stand out? How, Noel? How? How? Tell me, me, Noel. do you make you where people want to stay? You. Oh, how do you make you your your place? Your business, your hotel. uh, Right? So, what a lot of places do is they go out of their way to make the customers feel special. Mm -hmm. Right? Uh, And I looked up different ways hotels go about doing this. Uh one said offer something for free. You know, here's a uh coupon for breakfast or right, something like that. Right. Doesn't uh, happen in the city all that much in our city. No. Um maybe uh <clears throat> waive some extra charges. Yeah. Uh you could even charge for something that never really gets paid, only gets waived. Oh, like have a charge that this made
0: up charge. Yeah. That you'll be like, you know what? I'll do you solid. I'll get rid of this
1: fee. Yeah Uh uh-huh uh uh, you uh give upgrades to people if if they're available like a room upgrade okay right so say your hotel's half full someone comes in you say you know what i'm knocking you up to the top floor i've never been uh fortunate enough to have that happen to me yeah i think i have that's nice um they have uh things like loyalty programs uh the more you stay the less you pay Mm -hmm. you know Mm-hmm. Uh they also go out of their way to try and make sure that they use clients names uh you know refer to oh, them by right. name uh-huh. um the customer service we're talking about here It's customer service yeah and and it's uh you know amiability you know what i mean I didn't I didn't <laughs> hear that word can you repeat that again <laughs> i
0: just let me i just got to catch that one more time I think it was amiability Amiability yeah not A amenability yeah, okay. Yeah, amenability. Ameniability. Or maybe if it's being amiable, yes. would be amiability. And oh. if it was being amenable, which I think is what you're going for here. Uh-huh. It's the ability to be... Uh... <laughs> so, the amenability. <laughs> yeah. So, the amenability. Which I'm not even sure is really a
1: word. Well, it it it, uh, it is. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, you have loyalty programs, you use client names. <laughs> Can I just say... Uh-huh. I, w- I want to have a... Uh,
0: English to Noel and Noel to English dictionary that's on one my computer. Same. It's one and the same. That's on my computer that when I write words, yeah. it'll give me the Noel option. It's
1: the same thing. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So, uh, Wave Extra Charges, give upgrades, loyalty programs, use client names, right? Sounds pretty good. Mm hmm. No, nah, not to me, really. You know, to me, this just smacks of the whole when everyone gets a trophy, no one wins anything.
0: Oh, I see. You you're know what going, I mean. You're, I get it. You're, you're playing that ruse. So, uh,
1: you know, there's nothing special about a lot of this special treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've discussed this before on the show, but one of the ways people feel special is from downward social comparison. By the downward trajectory of others, you feel lifted up. By your comparative success. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, you know, so, when you see yourself as doing better than the others around you. Right. So, to make your customers feel special, what you need is to allow them to see you treating others poorly. Hmm. Right? Uh, for your hotel, dear listener, when your customer shows up, you don't just tell them you'll upgrade their room. You tell them you're going to kick someone out of a better room to accommodate them. Yeah. Right? You you say, I am causing someone else harm to give you good. Uh-huh. I am taking from to give <clears throat> to. Yep. Uh, you know, when they go for breakfast, you have, like, maybe uh, people that work for the hotel or may- maybe people that really have some super bargain rooms in the hotel or something, mm-hmm. uh, they're told that they need to give up their tables that uh, you can sit down. Said so you know, um, how about you just hire like crisis actors? E- well, yeah, you could do that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so things like that you want to do. You want to make it known that you are not just giving something to this client, right? you are taking from someone else. You are making someone else's experience worse because this isn't just something we do for everyone. This is something we do for you. Just for you, yeah. Right? And you can arrange it so you're really doing it for everyone. Mm Mm-hmm. But uh, that's why I have the crisis actors. Yeah, sure. Everyone's got to see you kicking people out. Yeah, kicking people out. Uh, If you want to make them feel even more special, uh, you can do things like have people in the lobby get excited to see them when they come through. Mm. Uh, like a dog, like a dog. Yeah, you can have uh, you can usher them in and out through a service entrance because mm-hmm. they're so important. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you really want, you can have breakaway furniture in the room so they can smash it up. Oh, like there you rock go. stars. Yeah, because like like what rock you're stars. doing is trying to make them feel like a rock star. Yeah, and that's what you're going to do, and you're going to actually get the loyalty of these people. Yeah, because they mm-hmm. will feel special. I feel like you could also do the opposite as well. So this was one
0: of my ideas. I'm going to sort of just seg into this. This is a smaller idea that I had. Okay. But I had this idea of the niche hotel, right, is a thing, Mm -hmm. right? Small hotel chains or uh, boutique hotels that cater to 25, 30 people. They charge high rates. I was going more for a niche hotel based on your sort of psychological profile, whatever it is you're into or not into. Mm -hmm. So this idea that, for instance, like you're saying, like people feeling good about the downgrading of others. And I think we've talked about this before. And I think I even mentioned there was that series of restaurants that had started in Chicago whose names I don't remember, but the staff was just rude to you all the time. And there's a very famous restaurant in Atlanta that does that. And Mm -hmm. everyone, they curse at you and the whole thing. And people love it. Yeah. Ed DeBevick's. In, right. In, Ed uh, DeBevick's. In Chicago. Is it still there, Ed DeBevick's?
1: I think it went under, but they may have opened up other ones, but uh. I think the original one's gone.
0: Well, because it was a chain for a while. Like the original was Chicago, and then they franchised, or I don't know if they franchised it, but they tried to make it into a chain. And there were a couple here in the city as well mm-hmm. uh, that I remember. And I think we went to once. It wasn't my cup of tea, but some people fucking loved it. Mm-hmm. You know, but if you're this sort of small boutique hotel where you're just treated like shit, uh, you know. And obviously you'd have to find the fine line yeah. of of what that is, you know? But, you know, and I also had, you know, but this, this ran the gamut. It's like whatever your peccadillo is, right? So, like, if you're someone, it, you know, look, I think we've all seen the trope of the businessman being picked up by the, uh, you know, sort of mid-level uh, prostitute at the hotel bar. Sure. Right? But there's always the issue of, of uh, 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 security Mm -hmm. finding the hooker and then like throwing everyone out. Well, you know, you have a prostitute friendly hotel, you know, (laughs) you're not, you're not pimping. You're not, you're not, but it's like, Uh it's known by everyone that like, you know, if you're going to be doing this, you can have a drink with someone at the bar. They can go up to your room. No one's going to bother you. No one's going to call the cops. No one's Uh going to kick you out of the room. You know, anything like that, just that, that caters hotels that cater to a specific, taste. Yeah. Whatever that
1: taste may be. You know what you could do in that angle, Mm -hmm. that would probably be big in New York, is you could make uh, a theme hotel, Mm -hmm. particularly around Times Square, Mm -hmm. that is uh, like a no-tell motel mm-hmm. type thing, so call it looks it, real seedy. Could you call and it everyone, the Horde Rock Hotel? Sure. Horde Rock yeah. Restaurant Bar Casino Hotel. Uh, and everyone acts the part, right? Uh-huh. They're, they're actors that sure. work there. Uh, but it really is a clean, safe place. Yeah, it's like the uh, deuce,
0: the hotel, the deuce, the hotel. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, sure. You could do any theming like that is was was sort of the is sort of the idea like this this taking the theme to another level, yeah. right? Because we've seen the Hard Rock, mm-hmm. right? We've seen the uh, uh, Planet Hollywood's uh-huh. has a hotel set up too, right? But they're very vague. Yeah. They're not like you know. I, I agree with you. You go all the way with it, and yet. You know, because of the Disneyfication of it, when you walk in, you at least feel secure that it's not full of bed bugs. Yeah. That someone hasn't actually died on these sheets. Like, you know, you could even have a thing where, like, you can request a blacklight and they'll go over the blacklight and there'll be all sorts of stains and stuff, but they're not real stains. No, and it'll say, like, welcome to New York. Right. It's like,
1: in, in, black light stains uh-huh
0: no that's yeah that's a great one yeah. i love that one every
1: hour they wheel someone out on a gurney uh, right. exactly. <laughs> i can imagine walking yeah. in with your kids and there's like
0: women dressed like prostitutes from the 70s and 80s yeah you know and just looking all strung out and drunk and having to explain to them that this is all just part of the ambience yes yeah.
1: The bellhop tells you, like, you know, if you're downstairs at eight o'clock, there's uh-huh. gonna be a knife fight. That's right. You, know,
0: <laughs> you should go you should send the kids over to the uh to the arcade over there, the playland room, where we have pedophiles just <laughs> waiting to give them quarters. <laughs> this is your
1: childhood. We've gotten into It that. is. I've told you that <laughs> yeah, story, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. Um but you know, I mean that was Times Square. Yeah. It was Times Square in the eighties for sure. Anyway, so yeah, that was that's one of my smaller ideas. But here's sort of a Another idea. Um, so what I think you can attest, to you know, uh-huh. now that you've been looking at uh, uh, hotels, searching for hotels in areas that you want to stay in. Well, places that seemed amenable. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> or amenable. <laughs> I don't even know what you're saying there. But so you were looking for hotels yeah. uh, in certain areas yes. that interested you. And one of the things that I'm sure you were looking at was, like, how close or far away from there to points of interest that I may, may want to check out.
1: Y- well, yeah.
0: Yeah. Just go with me on this, huh? Don't, you know. You can <laughs> you can resist anywhere along the line. It's fine. But, um, uh, and as I'm sure you saw, that areas that were maybe more interesting to the general public, yeah. that had more historical value or... Uh, 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 proximity to things that people would want to do, the rates went up. Sure. And they went up and up and up. And as a matter of fact, hotels in major cities or any hotel that the closer it is to a major site uh-huh. or point of interest can charge as much as 50% more than similarly appointed hotels uh, in the same city that are further away.
1: Oh, sure. Yeah.
0: Um. So taking that into mind, I was like, well, how do we put that to our advantage? So several summers ago, a few summers ago, Deb and I discovered this site. I don't know if you've heard about it. For us, it was a discovery called Atlas Obscura. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? So what Atlas Obscura is 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 an online magazine uh, and digital media company. And basically, they catalog unusual and obscure travel destinations. And they've actually expanded now. I think they have... uh, uh, a thing called like Gastro Obscura, where you can find out like out of the way places, interesting places to go to eat, to eat very specific things that to a culture or to a city or oh, something like that. that. Um, it's part of the. It's if you go to Atlas Obscura and you scroll down, it's right at the bottom, and then you can click on all of that. Um, but the way they've so we went on there because we were looking for, like, weird queer, because our nieces love to take photos. One's a photographer. Uh-huh. And we were like, let's see if we can take in the places in the city that they haven't been that are, like, you know, really off the beaten path. And, man, the list went on and on oh, and on. Sure. And we found all this stuff, Dead Horse Bay, um, you know. But when we got there, it was just tracked up with hipsters who had all been on Atlas Obscura and were members of – uh uh. Obscura, they're called uh, Obscura societies, uh-huh. where they all have face. Every every major city in the world at this point has an Obscura society, because the way Atlas Obscura works is, it's uh, uh, the way they catalog is by people sure. writing into it's them. A Wiki. Right, exactly. Essentially, it's a wiki, but then they follow up on it and make sure that these things actually exist. So yeah. they have people on the ground in every city, anywhere that there's an obscure society. They have someone on the ground who checks all this stuff out and confirms that it actually exists and it's a real thing. And then they, they write about it. Um, so we went to, like, Dead Horse Bay, which uh-huh. I don't know if you've ever heard about. Is nope. It's this big trash beach uh, out in Queens, but, like, uh, by the Rockaways. Okay. Uh, that used to be a uh, 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 a horse meltdown place for making glue. Oh, really? Yeah. And then became this massive dump site. Uh-huh. And basically, when you walk along, this piece is just filled with litter from 150 years ago. Really? Yeah, so there's broken bottles and shit like that all over the place. Uh, you know, it was a big dump site for chemical factories really? and stuff like that. But you find all this crazy shit there, uh-huh. theoretically. And then, of course, people, you know, but it was just packed with hipsters okay like it was almost like they were gonna throw out towels and just hang out at at dead horse bay yeah beach it was kind of crazy and then we were like well there's the this uh, i think it was fort tilden uh which is Mm -hmm. this old fort i've been there that's out on a thing and there's so you know and we were walking through there trying to get inside and take pictures filled with hipsters Mm -hmm. and what we realized is all these people were going on atlas obscura and doing this and this is happening all over the world but everywhere they go for this stuff they have to uh, stay somewhere else and make like a day trip out of it. Yeah. And so my thought was, these sites, right? As with everything, generationally, as they move along, right, and things beca- are too sure are become too uh, uh, mainstream. There's always the people that uh, uh, want to go somewhere else, mm-hmm. and then eventually those things become the mainstream. Right, and when they become the mainstream, it's just that's the given that everyone goes there. So you're going to get in on the ground floor. Yep, Atlas Obscura. I mean, th- these societies. I looked at like at like twenty Facebook pages just to see how many people are. Some of them have six, seven thousand people. Some have ten thousand people as members of the societies. Some have, you know, basically it it ranges anywhere from a thousand to ten thousand, which is a a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Atlas Obscura started doing events where they get groups together to go out to these sites and do tours of Atlas Obscura sites in the city. So you're going to set up hotels, small boutique hotels by these sites. You're going to get with Atlas Obscura where you set up deals for Atlas Obscura uh, subscribers Mm -hmm. and you are going to get in on the ground floor of what is now the offbeat And uh, obscure travel destination that will eventually become the mainstream travel destination. And you will be there before everyone else. And your prices will just steadily raise. You'll get in on the ground floor in terms of uh, 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 how much it's going to cost to make the hotel. You're going to get in on the ground floor of of people just knowing about it. You're going to become known as the hotel to stay at. And when those places are the new Times Square... Right, the new Kremlin, uh-huh. the new uh, Mao's burial place, yeah. the new Alhambra, the new Sagrada de Familia. Yeah, you're gonna be the people. You're gonna be the place that they have to go to. Yeah. to stay there.
1: Yeah, that's great. Uh, and and if you are initially gonna be basically attracting hipsters, mm-hmm. uh, you know what you could do to start? Advertise
0: is, on Radio Free Brooklyn.
1: Well, that, but also. Uh, <laughs> It, while you're getting your seed money together Uh-huh. slimline silver uh, trailers someone's doing that i think yeah, yeah but yeah that's a good idea they'd love it mm-hmm. they would love sure. it uh yeah it's fantastic um hey you guys josh needs money if you want to give josh money This is what you do. You go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com. Go to the Get Rich Quick with Josh Noel show page. Hit the Sponsor button. Pledge an amount. Half that money will go to Josh and I. Half that money will go to Radio Free Brooklyn. If you want to just support the station and you don't want to support us, uh, you can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com. Hit the Pledge button. Pledge a one-time reoccurring amount of money. All that money goes to Radio Free Brooklyn. Help support community radio. You get a tax break and you get to feel good about yourself. Because you're better than someone who didn't do that. Always got to feel better than someone. Yeah, you're better than someone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm always amazed with our show. <laughs> I really am. I, I, I think uh-huh. it, it it is, you know, like they say, like a 20-pound turd in a 5-pound bag. Is that what they say? That's what they say. Are we talking almost... about our, our poo
0: show or are we talking about... We're talking about this oh, okay. show, but we
1: are financial... Uh-huh. We we are twenty pounds of finance Financial in a five shit. pound bag. feces, in because a five pound bag. Every show, not only do we have a topic and uh-huh. give you so many ways that to that. That alone rich. is twenty pounds. That's that's nineteen pounds. Uh, okay. But we slip another uh pound in there too. <laughs> right? <laughs> we top it off, right? Uh <laughs> You know, in uh, The Meeting of Life, would you like a wafer-thin uh, uh, mint? Wafer-thin mint, yeah. We give you a wafer-thin mint uh-huh. uh, of another idea to get you even more rich. You're just going to be throwing up money. You're going to Yeah. Exploding money. Yeah. So, uh, with that in mind, Mr. Josh, please take it away. The Get Rich Quick Tip of the Week, brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. Most get-rich-quick schemes fail. However, through knowledge, special talents, or lucky circumstances, you can definitely make a fortune in a short space of time. Shorting the U.S. Housing Market In 2007, investor John Paulson shorted the U.S. housing market. What this basically meant is that he bet that U.S. house prices would fall. Paulson invested in what was known as credit default swaps and bet against mortgage-backed securities because he estimated a housing crash was about to happen. Within weeks, Paulson's hedge fund firm, Paulson & Co. made approximately $30 billion, doubling its fund size, and Paulson earned more than $4 billion
0: of that for himself through management fees. So I think the lesson from that is Hedge your bets now and just go short on bet to short on everything on everything. in this country. Yeah. And you're going to make some money.
1: Well, Chinese real estate bubble's bursting.
0: Yeah, but, I, I mean, does that have a lot of investors or is it mostly Chinese China? You know what I mean? Like, I know China's whole thing is the reason it's busting is because China just kept propping up the market mm-hmm. endlessly by building these massive ghost cities. You know, they did the massive... Uh, 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 influx of all of their of of all the farmers into the cities to get workers in there and then they raised these these farming communities and built up these huge cities primarily just to keep people working and to uh make it seem like you know their housing market was booming Mm -hmm. um and that's one of the reasons that they're about to burst but was there a lot of investment going on in there was it primarily just china investing in china i don't know i don't know thanks for that yeah Good answer.
1: <laughs> I could make one up. Yeah, I'd like that. Uh, y- there was a lot of investment from, a- from outside okay. parties. Oh, cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so those- They call them third parties. Uh-huh. So the first party would
1: be? Uh, the person that's going to get the house. Okay. Second this... party, China itself. Uh huh. Third party, it's like Morgan Stanley uh
0: so the uh, I, i'm confused so the first party is the person that's actually buying the, the house first party is you i didn't buy a house in china
1: so, you know <laughs> i walked down the beach one time uh-huh and i looked behind me i only saw one set of party prints <laughs> and that's when i realized the party was carrying me i was the party it's pretty deep uh, You you told me to make something up. Wow, the silence was
0: <laughs> deafening on that one.
1: Ooh. That's where we reel them in.
0: Yeah, we done it. Yeah. They're reeled in, yeah.
1: and now we let them go. No, now we get them rich. All right, how are we getting rich, Noel? Well, I'm going to tell you. Tell right? me. So, as already noted, there are over 5 million hotel rooms in the U.S., right? And I'm sure you've seen trains, planes, and automobiles. Uh, I forget which one of them. Yeah, I have. But one of them... Uh, is a salesman who's going around to hotels trying to sell them stuff. Meaning the trains, the planes, or the automobiles? No, that's them trying to get home.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, uh, probably John Candy, I would imagine, because he was the ne- He was sort of the the, uh, the one that was more like a, a shitty salesman.
1: Yeah, but it's it, it, every salesman's dream to sell something for a room to a large hotel chain, right? Uh, for instance, if you were to do something like sell shower curtain rods to Days in. You are an instant millionaire. Mm-hmm. Right? Because the amount of rooms, the amount ima- and they like everything to be standard. Right. That's part of their shtick is yep. like, you know, you know the experience you're getting when you walk into our, you know room. best western. Okay. Whatever. Right. A room. Yeah. A room. But but for each for each yeah, company. For, I gotcha. Right? So you're selling millions of these. Mm -hmm. You become real rich real quick. Uh, So uh, I started thinking about what it is, right? Because they got everything in these rooms, right? And uh, so I I realized what you want to do is what you really want to sell them is something that are must-haves... To impact their star rating. Condoms. No, to impact their star rating.
0: I would give, uh, if I were a single person, and I was staying in a hotel, Yeah. and
1: there were condoms provided in the room, I would give them a star for that. Yeah, well, we're not talking about those kind of stars. We're not talking about you giving a, hey, that was a five-star experience. That's not what we're talking We're talking about the actual star rating system. Like Michelin stars? Uh, it's, it almost is, right? It is... Uh, Uh, The rating system for hotels is pretty much codified. Mm -hmm. It's not objective. Okay. Uh, For example, three-star hotels need to have reception desk staffed 14 hours a day. Five-star hotels need to be staffed at least 18 hours a day. Oh, I didn't realize this. So there There, are
0: rules to stars. Yeah, and
1: there's actually a bias against smaller hotels because they need things like elevators and things like that. Really? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so Uh, there's just hotels, not motels, since motels...
1: Uh, are a different breed motels are all no stars basically right okay (laughs) uh and uh like so another thing is five-star hotels need seats and beverages in the lobby so that's why in a lot of hotels they've got like a a big thing of ice that you can get a glass of ice water from a big thing, a big thing of, big ice. Thing of ice water. Oh, like right, gl- yeah, yeah, yeah. Gl- gl- yeah, yeah get a glass gotcha. and glass it has got like lemons floating in it, or uh-huh. something like that.
0: I didn't realize that that was sort of like a. Well, we want we're a four star hotel, so we have to
1: have this so they thing. Have to That's have. That's really interesting. Um, okay, and <clears throat> uh, another thing a five star hotel needs it needs a, a upholstered chair or couch with a side table in the in the room. Uh huh. Right. So in the room, in not the room, in the lobby. Okay. Right. So there's certain things that need to be present to affect that star so five-star hotels you know they got a reputation yeah luxurious mm-hmm. decadence mm-hmm. you know a splurge mm-hmm. uh and that is why five-star hotels in China are asking to be downgraded The government in China has banned employees from staying in five-star hotels for austerity and to protect the reputation of the government. They've just made a rule, no five-star hotels. So there are all these big, fancy hotels in China that are trying to get downgraded out of five stars so that they can still get the big players Mm -hmm. staying at their hotel. Mm -hmm. Uh and, uh, you know, if you look around, this may be right now only started with the Chinese government, but companies all over the world are trying to prove that they're keeping their eye on the till and controlling costs for shareholders. Yep. Governments are trying to, like, look at all the scandal we in the Trump administration for, like, this dude, he goes, stays in a penthouse and takes a private plane. And, and right? yet all these governments are paying full
0: freight fare. To stay at the uh, Trump Hotel in Washington. Well, that's because they're trying to
1: curry favor. Right.
0: Well, that's where all that money is going. Yeah.
1: So, but but in general, if you can keep your hotel's reputation and cost premium, but downgrade the star of your hotel, you will be easier to get. Put through on an expense report, mm-hmm. on all that kind of thing, to get okayed by HR if you're doing a business trip. Would they have to drop their prices though? Like is
0: there because it's because the star rating is codified, mm-hmm. as you say, then obviously the prices are commensurate with that codification, well, right?
1: I think I think if you're an unknown hotel with five stars, you can charge more, right? But if you're known to be the place to be. No one's paying attention to the star except for the p- people that are banning people from going to five star. Okay. You know, the real players know that, no, every room here has got a ping pong table. Mm, you know what I mean? Yeah. They know.
0: Is that in the code for five star hotels that every room has, every room room has to have game. a ping pong table?
1: <laughs> 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 so, you know, how do you get in and you sell things to hotels that they want in every single room that doesn't already exist? It's because you go the opposite tack mm-hmm. of what everyone else is doing, <clears throat> right? You sell something that will ding the rating in order to allow these people to stay, these politicians, condoms. And- uh, well, so that's going to have to lose you some yeah, stars yeah, in that system. You you can do that then. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I and and really, I've got this one left a little open. Uh-huh. Uh huh. What I wrote down was one thing that would be a good thing. It's just like like a rough burlap blanket that you lay on top of the bed right. on top of a mm-hmm. beautiful duvet, mm-hmm. right? Just something crappy mm-hmm. on there so that it you're you get dinged. A plastic turd that just sits in the toilet all the time. It's got to be something real though. It can't just be, because I thought, like, oh, you could put, uh you know, you could put, yeah, a rubber rubber cockroach, but then that's not a, a real turd that sits in the toilet all the time. You could hire so, you could hire someone, someone to, to take, take a shits. dump yeah. so that every time someone walks in the room. Into the new room for the first time. For the first time. There's a turd sitting yep, in there. and they know.
0: But it's all sprayed I with do poo-pourri. doesn't poopery. smell like anything, but there's always a turd w- when you walk into the they got to flush room, it. For the first time, and it's got to be flushed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah
1: but uh, that's not something you're selling the hotel i'm talking about how as a salesman you can make a lot of money what are you selling (laughs) i'm selling
0: the the i'm renting out the person who comes and shits in all the hotel rooms yeah or you could i guess send them crates of poop crates of poop dog poop that they can just drop in there yeah
1: Well, or you could just get like a burlap You could do a burlap top cover top cover. Sure. Yeah.
0: That's one way to do
1: it. Uh or you know things like that.
0: Mhm. How about broken uh, coffee maker? How about you sell them cups that aren't wrapped in plastic? Sure. You could do that. Uh-huh. Um you sell them How about you hire kids to pee in the ice
1: machine? You could do that. You could do that. Probably bad for a bad for a hotel's rating. <laughs> uh it's going to be terrible for a hotel's rating. Yeah. Uh but but you get the point, right? You sell them something that they're very soon all these players are going to be concerned that hey, we're too big. People are going to yeah. be looking our way when people yes. s- stay here. Okay? We got to we got to go on the DL a little more. Mhm. All right, I like it.
0: Yeah. It's good. All right, no. So let's talk about uh talked a lot about
1: hotels. Yeah. Let's talk a little about a- about motels. Oh, oh, I thought you were going to say because it's our topic and we're going to continue. No, okay. <laughs> motels count. I'm going to hit you. <laughs>
0: um, but let me ask you. You know, I always wondered what the difference between a hotel and a motel is. Can you tell me what that difference
1: is? Uh, yeah. Okay. A motel has a, a hallway on the outside. You have rooms accessible from the outside. That is correct. That's one. And they all face the driveway or something. I don't know. Then they... they all
0: have a situation where you can park directly in front of your room. Oh, okay. All right. Theoretically. All right. right? Like, and by directly in front, but you can, you know, depending on what your situation, you can see your car from your room. Okay. Um, ideally. Um, and motel is actually a portmanteau word, um, and that's the actual pr- proper pronunciation of that word, portmanteau. Okay. Um, of motor hotel. Okay. So motels are hotels, right? Um, while a hotel, what would be... Uh, specifically a hotel, is an establishment that provides paid lodging on a short-term basis only and provides numerous amenities for guests, which may increase the lodging satisfaction. Well, a motel does not necessarily offer any of those amenities, uh-huh. often does not offer those amenities. No. Um, but they offer convenience. They sure do. Okay. So I thought of an idea that... uh Maybe we could combine the idea of the hotel and the motel together okay and uh it would be a place where it was basically like uh single or maybe two story space uh uh-huh. that you could park your car uh like next to the 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 building uh uh-huh. um it would be small though so it would feel very uh 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 Boutique? Boutique Okay. Right. Um, there would be multiple rooms in it so you could bring your family. You would have amenities like a, a, a kitchen setup, with the parking right by the place, um, uh, individual bathrooms for all of the people who are staying there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you could have a room service brought in by local restaurants, um, and it would be called a home be hotel and motel okay it would be called a home and you could stay there short periods of time or by the month you would pay them monthly um to stay there Uh uh-huh and uh uh yeah that kind of sums it up
1: yeah you know that's a lot better of a name than I was thinking you were gonna come out with uh uh-huh. as what? you're going through it. I'm trying to combine a hotel and motel uh-huh. in my head. And what were and you coming up I with? All I was coming up with was home hotel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was like, I was like, home hotel is probably the right word for it, but, but it you can't just, call it you that. You can't call it that. No. I mean, you know, although there I remember back in the day around Times Square, there were several home hotels. Sure. Um, uh uh you know, and you knew where they were, so you would, uh, unless you wanted to go there, but if you weren't uh, down with that, you would avoid them. Yeah. So
1: there you go. There you go. Fantastic. Anyway. Yep. Fantastic, my mm-hmm. friend. Um. Yeah, I'm not usually the biggest fan of hotels, I got to tell you. I, I feel like, I've <clears> been <throat> to ones that I've liked, mm-hmm. but in general, I feel like they're uh, like a hospital room. You know, they're overly yeah. sterile. I have to say, uh, since
0: using Airbnb for my travels, uh-huh. especially traveling with friends, uh, I tend to appreciate that more. Ah, there's something nice to going going to a house. Uh, uh, you know, a lot of people now, uh, in, they,
1: they, have, they buy second homes yeah. just to, to rent out. You know, I've only been in one Airbnb that I've mm-hmm. stayed in. And that was a bunch of us got an Airbnb in D.C. once to go right. to some improv thing. And I got to tell you, man, it, it was a really nice place in a great li- location. Uh, but it wasn't all that cheap. Right. And we had all this list of chores we had to do before we leave or else it, they would have charged us like an extra 200 bucks. Well, that's crazy. That... And like we had to like mop and like wash yeah, the that's sheets ridiculous. and things no, 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 like that no, 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 no. it was like none of this yeah. again
0: i would never do that i mean look when we stayed in sunday when we went to sundance and we stayed in what do you call it airbnb wasn't a thing really then yeah but it was essentially an airbnb i mean sure, it was, it was it a timeshare that we were running from somebody well, it wasn't a timeshare. It was someone's apartment condo. that they that they rent out during Sundance. It yeah. was a condo
1: that they rent out during Sundance. I, th- I felt like that was like maybe a timeshare or a condo. It was a vacation home. It wasn't yeah, their but home. whatever.
0: It was someone's home. Yeah, it was someone's apartment. Someone owned that apartment and they were renting it out. But do
1: you to think us. someone lived there year round?
0: No, but they probably went there during the season. Okay, like sure. I would not yeah, rent yeah. my home out, my apartment out, year round. No. to some to you know. I'm sorry. I shouldn't say I would not rent my apartment out that I lived in generally to uh, uh, people like that. Yeah. But I would, as many people do, as my experience is purchase a second place sure. and use it as, you know, whether I use it for vacationing or whatever yeah. and rent it out to people all the time, okay. which is, you know, what people do all the time. I yep. mean, that in that respect, it's sort of like that. Yeah. Um. But I've, you know, tend to I like the idea of having a kitchen. I like the idea of, you know, yeah, I agree with you. Hotels can just be a little like you lose you lose yourself a little bit in there. Yeah. You know, especially if you have to stay for a long time. Yeah.
1: If you want to pitch in on this debate, this fight between Josh and I, you can uh, get us on Twitter at GRQ Josh Knoll. Uh, you can email us at grqwithjoshandnole at gmail.com. You can get us on Facebook at Facebook slash grqjoshnole. You can go on iTunes or your Android app or whatever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe, rate, review. And if you only listen to us in podcast form, please. Tune in Saturday nights, 8 o'clock on Radio Free Brooklyn. And listen to us live. Get the schemes five days for anyone else. Tune in early. Listen to Art Star Scene. Stick around afterwards. Listen to It's All Nice on. Ice. About this time, guys, you got pockets full of money. What are you going to do with it? You're going to have to spend it. Josh, tell them how. Spend that money! Golden Shoelaces. A company called Mr. Kennedy produces extraordinary goods. They weave gold and silver threads into the shoelaces. To make one set by hand usually takes about 120 hours. Two variants are available made from silver and gold. A pair of golden shoelaces costs $19,000. They can be shipped internationally through a secure postal service, or a customer can choose elite delivery. (laughs) Why not? In this case, a special delivery man will bring the order right to the client's front porch and maybe even help them lace them up.
0: Maybe even help them lace them up. If I'm spending $19,000,
1: you better lace them. You better lace those motherfuckers up. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, y'all. Yep. Yo. You know, we have full faith and confidence in our ideas. Uh, how do you know that you should, too? How do you know that you should take out loans, leave your family, leave your friends, quit your job to follow your dreams? It's because Josh scours the internet for rules for getting rich quick to which we judge our schemes by. You should just Josh. call me
0: Brillo because I scour the internet so you hard. Should.
1: Yeah. Where do our rules come from this week?
0: Today's rules come from five proof uh, five foolproof ways to build wealth from a nerd wallet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ready number one? No, use your time wisely. Yeah.
1: Use your time wisely. <laughs> right? B kick someone out of their room. mm-hmm. Kick them out of their table. Yeah, there you wisely. go.
0: All right, number two, progressively raise the bar. <laughs> yeah, you start off with uh, 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 the streamlined trailers. Yep. And you work your way up to uh, a little motel. And the next thing you know, you got a 40-story building with 250 rooms. Yeah, right there on Dead Horse Bay. Right there on Dead Horse Bay. Yeah. And uh, lastly, don't try too hard. Yeah, don't try too hard. Make it
1: a, a mock uh, no-tell motel.
0: Yeah, I mean, look at us. Look at GRQ with Josh Noel. Get look how far we've Josh gone Noel without really without trying. Without trying at all. <laughs> anyway, clearly we're getting rich, guys. So once again, for Josh. And Noel, don't spend all that
1: knowledge in one place.